When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Straight Up Sabres, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network and the Charging Buffalo, brought to you by Thin Man Brewery. As always, I'm Brendan. And I'm Taylor. And Taylor, as we are still in the midst of this final stretch run of the Stanley Cup Finals, where the Vegas Golden Knights now have a 2 to nothing lead over the Florida Panthers, we have a little bit of Sabres news to talk about today, which is a recent report from our pal Chad Dominicus of Expected Buffalo that the Sabres are very, very eager to get an extension done for Rasmus Dahlin as soon as possible. For those of you who may not be aware, Dahlin is up for an extension as of July 1st. So as soon as free agency is opened, he is then able to sign a long-term extension with the team. And it is very, very good news to hear that the Sabres are very eager to get this deal done. In addition to Dahlin, Owen Power also will be up for an extension at that point. But Dahlin is clearly the priority here as he has been very much become the focal point of this organization really become the face of the franchise here moving forward. And they really are investing all of their chips in him as being the leader of this team, both on and off the ice, as it is also presumed that he will be the future captain of this team. Once it is time for Kyle Opozo to step aside and eventually retire. So Taylor, talk a little bit about your thoughts on getting this deal locked up with Darlene, where we maybe see him end up coming in as far as a, a value. Well, there's also good news. And I think this is, um, Something that we all want to hear. Uh, Byron Brown rizzed up Baby Darlene. So Baby Darlene is now King Riz. So I just wanted I'm to... Uh, our podcast is officially over with from here on out, folks. <laughs> I quit. I'm backing out. We're done. We're done. Uh, on a more serious note, you. yeah. <laughs> it was just two years ago we were talking about a Darlene extension, and it was a lot more like, what are they going to do? Like, do you get out from under... Like, do you, do you try to pull the plug early and trade this guy? Do you uh, give him a one-year let's-see deal? Do you, uh, I don't know, extend him and try to get him for cheap, which is my idea? Try to get him for cheap. Of course. A lot of people did not agree with that, and a lot of people were happy with the three-year extension. I will say I did want eight years at would have been a discounted price, but it's a good problem that he's now going to be expensive because he's been awesome. He's been he's been really good. He is going to be a top five Norris guy this year. And hey, you could I could say going to next season, he could very easily win the Norris. So, yeah, I think even though you're going to be looking at paying him like seventy two million over the next eight years or something like that, I expect it's good that they're getting on this quick. I think it should be a priority because they can do it any day after July 1st, I believe. Correct. So you just do it right then and there and it's over and you have him for nine more years at that point then because his contract current contract runs to the end of next season and then you could start working on Owen power. Yeah, exactly. I mean, really, I think I would be very surprised if we don't have extensions for those guys both locked up by mid-July, I would want to say. You know, I think that they are very well aware of the fact that these are not only your two anchors on defense, but really two of the anchors of this franchise moving forward. And being able to have the luxury of two 
number one defenseman on your roster is something that I think that they know does not come around very often for, for most teams. I think given the projections of both of these guys, I'd have a hard time thinking that there's a team around the NHL who has a better long-term one-two punch on defense than the Sabres do in Darlene and power. And so it absolutely is the priority and it should be. And again, I mean, Darlene has earned this, you know, when you think about, like you said, where he was at the time of his bridge deal that he ended up getting and, and where he is now, hell, you can even go back where he was a, a year ago at this time and where he is now. I mean, he has solidified himself firmly in the upper echelon of, of defensemen in the NHL and is one of the young rising stars in this league. And so, you know, when we're talking about what a potential deal might look like, of course, eight years, I think, is what everybody is presuming is going to be the starting point. And then you start to get into, OK, well, what does the money look like? And I think. Given, again, the production you've gotten from him on both ends of the ice, comparing that to, again, those other top end guys around the league when you're talking about your Cal McCars and your Adam Foxes. And I know Chad in his article had done. Um, a, a great job of explaining the percentage of cap that Darlene and a, you know, presumed deal say it comes in around like 10 or so million compared to what Fox and Makar are making, you know, that's, that's an investment worth making. Like I, you should be very confident having, you know, whether it's 10 or 11% of your cap tied up in a guy like that, you know, you're getting him at a time when he's still young, when he's really just entering into his prime right now, when he's starting to figure out a lot more about, really the entirety of his game and all that it can encompass and all the things that he kind of has in his toolkit. Now, like we we've always known that the offense has been there, that the creativity has been there. Let's be clear that he, that has flourished under Don Granado. And I think this past season, he's really come into his own and has kind of began to understand just how impactful he could be in that sense. But beyond that though, I mean, the defensive part of his game has come along such a long way. I mean, I remember we were talking before last season about the fact of like, okay, well, if Darlene is Eric Carlson, let's say, like, let's say that he is just like all offense and the defense really isn't there. It's still worth it having a guy like that as your number one because of the the offensive firepower that he brings. But as we saw last year, Darlene, I think, was really able to round out that defensive side of his game to become a much more complete, all-around, elite, true number one defenseman. And I think on top of that, too, something that also goes hand-in-hand hand with rounding out that defensive game is his physicality. He plays with a chip on his shoulder now that he did not have throughout the first handful of years of his career, and you slowly started to see that develop under Granado. And then last year, I mean, it was just like he blew the doors off with it, like, he was laying, he was finishing his checks. The hits that he was making were very calculated and smart, but he was also not afraid to get chippy. He wasn't afraid to step up in scrums. And, you know, that's not obviously not something that's going to show up on the score sheet, but that matters, especially when you're talking about a guy that you're hoping is going to be your captain eventually, that he has that fire under his belt, that he's not afraid to go out there and stick up for his guys, that he's not afraid to, you know, even though he is a star player. I mean, yeah, Darlene's not going to drop the gloves and get in a fight with somebody, but he's also not afraid to like talk some shit and get in some guys' faces and get a little bit chippy. And that's what you want in a captain, you know, because that's what's going to ultimately make the other guys in the room follow suit and also want to go to bat for him every time he's out on the ice because they know that he's going to do that for them. So it's been remarkable just to see him grow as a player, as a leader. It's It's been fantastic to see, and I think that whatever he ends up getting will be well-deserved, but I will say I'll be very, very happy with Kevin Adams if he's able to bring him in, let's say, like 
below 10, I think is a, is a win for sure. Would you agree? Absolutely. Yeah. I think, yeah. I mean, it's weird. Cause a lot of the defensemen recently have gotten like good deals by a lot of being basically McCarr and Fox have gotten pretty team friendly deals, but at the same time, other two defensemen, uh, Darnell nurse and Seth Jones, that are to the two that come to mind have gotten team super unfriendly deals mm-hmm. to put it mildly. So I think it would be honestly a totally fair contract if it was eight for 80 million. I think that'd be great. Uh, it'd be a good job by Adams. Dalene would get what he deserved. That's pretty much, and it's a nice round number. I don't have to think about it too much. There you go. Uh, yeah. And at the same time, uh, like I, I agree with everything you said, it's basically Dalene has turned into what you would expect out of a first overall pick and not just any first overall pick, a first overall pick that was considered a little bit above the average first overall pick. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like you said, he's been, he even scores a ton of goals now, which is, it's pretty crazy, especially the first half of this, this season, he was dynamite in that regard. Obviously he's almost a point of game player. I don't know where he's going to finish Norris voting, but you know, he'll be top five, not top three, apparently. Uh, and then, yeah, like you, you mentioned, he's a good leader. He's physical when it calls for it. He just really steps up and uh, he's, he does what the moment requires, I would say. So really good to see all that out of him. And it'd be great uh, if Owen Power developed the same way. Right. Uh, absolutely. And, or honestly, if Owen Power, because it seems like he has a more linear development because there's not some um, se- <laughs> senior citizen, former EPL president, uh, <laughs> economist, uh, World Economic Forum speaker who was a horribly failed NHL coach who coached a gimmick team in a gimmick tournament a couple of years ago that got hired and then had to coach power for a couple of years. Owen Power, you know, that, that didn't happen to him. So that's great. Right. Absolutely. And also, too, just to reference to for those comparables that I had mentioned uh, in Chad's article. So for everybody listening, Adam Fox, his AAV right now is nine point five million and Kale McCars is nine million. So from a cap percentage standpoint, uh, Fox at the time of signing was eleven point six six percent and McCarr was at eleven point oh four percent. Chad also mentioned Charlie McAvoy's deal with the Bruins, which came in at eleven point six six percent too, same as Fox there. And so what does he make McAvoy? McAvoy, I think, is he's got to be around like eight or nine, too. Uh, we can definitely. Yeah, because that, that'd be another good comparable, I guess. Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. So McAvoy right now, he gets he's at nine point five. Yeah. So yeah. in theory for yeah. Darlene, because the cap's going up. So a little bit kept going up a little bit. So 10 would be make make a lot of sense to me. Yeah, I think ten million definitely makes sense. And then again, as the cap continues to grow up, go up as it hopefully will continue to over the next handful of years, that's just going to keep looking better and better when it comes down to it. Which again, absolutely, we're setting the baseline at ten. Ten would be great. Anything that Darlene signs, let's be real, anything that Darlene signs will be great. Get the guy locked up long term. But if you get below, yeah, 10, I gotta say though, Kel McCarr should have got more money. Oh my god, about that are you now. kidding? Of course, that's that's great. How did they get McKinnon and McCarr for that money? I know McKinnon got you know. He just got another extension, so he's going to make a lot more money. But Jesus, two yeah. huge bargains. Crazy. Well, and also, too, in the case of Makar, he didn't get eight years, though, didn't, right? If I'm not mistaken, I believe that he his was a shorter deal, similar to, uh, similar to, I guess, in a way to, like, the, the Matthews one. I think he only signed for, like, six years, I want to say. Let's double check here and see. Smart. Yeah, it was a six-year deal. Yep. Ooh. I wonder he's going to get. So he'll it'll come up when he's, like, under 30 still, I guess, right? Yes, he what is he right now? Uh, 24 right now. Yes. So if he's 24 right now, that means that he's going to have one, two, three, four more years left on that deal. So he will be 
28 years old as a UFA. He's going to get a, like a 13 AAV. Oh, yeah. It's going to be stupid. Not going to, you know, throw down a couple more Norris's uh, in the mix there, too. I mean, and the off years. I think him and Darlene can just like alternate these next few years, you know. Maybe Makar wins, Darlene, Makar, then back to Darlene. That way, you know, it'll be great. Great for him at 28 years old to have the hardware that he'll have at that time. Yeah, for sure. Crazy um, stuff. And they'll both have a Smythe by then. So You're right. So yeah. should we switch gears and talk about a potential future teammate of Rasmus Darlene's? Yes. All right. Well, first of You're all. You're talking about Baby Gronk, right? I am talking about Baby Gronk. Yeah. I actually am also going to kill you if you keep making these goddamn references. I <laughs> I got caught up on that yesterday, and it just it, – it's one of those things that you see on the internet, and it just, like, internally makes you, like, seethe a little bit. Gets, just gets you, like, very mad about this, like, poor kid, for one, and, like, wondering what this child's parents have got to be like. But also, it's just – absolutely some of the cringiest shit i think i've ever seen in my life yeah do you have any thoughts uh, you'd like to share because it, it's I, I actually don't know if i want to share any other thoughts i don't want to give anyone any context to what we're talking about so if they're not on twitter this is just going to be total nonsense to them baby gronk's dad is a monster yeah absolutely <laughs> I'm not a disgusting. fan of baby gronk's dad but the absolutely guy who made disgusting. that tiktok that one viral yesterday it's a tiktok from march uh that guy is a genius i genuinely think that but anyway. he also has I can't I don't get him. He has this weird, like soulless, dead-eyed, uh, no voice, blank, like way of talking that becomes clear by the end of the video that just is kind of gave me the the willies. Yeah. Like Certainly I don't know. did. I don't well, know. let's get off of this topic, please, God. <laughs> um, so let's talk about the Philadelphia Flyers here because I gotta tell you, Taylor, our old pal Danny Briere, I think, did very well for himself yesterday. And by yesterday, I of course mean Tuesday. We're recording this on a Wednesday, but the Flyers dealt Ivan Provorov to Columbus in a three-team deal. That's how the Flyers end up picking up the 22nd overall pick in the 2023 draft, a 2024 second from the Kings, a second from Columbus in 2024 or 25. You know, there's a pick protection on that. Cal Peterson, Sean Walker, and a prospect into the LA Kings. They retained 30% of Provorov's salary, and they also got... Kevin Connaughton and prospect Hayden Hodgson. So the Flyers did very, very well there. And after that trade had broke, then the report started swirling that Carter Hart conversations are heating up on that. Now we don't know to what degree the uh, immediacy of this is going to be, but it's feeling like it's going to happen sooner rather than later. Sean Simpson from TSN. And let's be clear here. This was just his own intuition. And it was just a little bit of a, a prediction, so to speak, or what his hunch is as compared to an actual report. He had tweeted out yesterday that he's feeling heart to Buffalo. Carter Hart has been mentioned a handful of times in these conversations as the Sabres are of course, looking for a goalie to pair with Devin Levi going into next season. Hart has one year left on his current contract before he becomes an RFA. And again, he's been mentioned a lot as a potential option here. I think that there's a lot to consider when it comes to a trade like this and bringing in a guy like Carter Hart. Obviously, if you're going to be making a deal for him and him becoming an RFA, that plays a lot into this in a similar but different way from the Connor Hollybuck situation where you're just acquiring a guy that has one year left on his deal. But in Carter Hart's case, of course, you have some team control there, I believe, for another year before he becomes a UFA. So, Taylor, what I want to know from you is what are your thoughts on 
Carter Hart being the guy that the Sabres go after. Do you feel like it makes sense to do that, knowing that an extension is going to need to happen next year? And also considering the fact that he is very young still, and you're acquiring a guy who is, you know, still in his youth and is still, I guess, putting it together as a goalie. Um, you know, I think people had brought up yesterday the fact that, well, if you do sign him to an extension, then when Levi's ready, you can just trade him. But I think also you just have to keep in mind too, like bringing in a young guy like that, what that could potentially mean for Devin Levi. And ultimately, ultimately, if it would be the, you know, best move for the Sabres to look at the free agency route potentially. So I know we just laid out a lot there, Taylor, but let me know what you think about Carter Hart being a potential target for the Buffalo Sabres. Yeah, I, I like it. And I think he's different than Hellebuck because he has team control for multiple more seasons. He's under team control. So when he needs a new contract, he's an RFA. So you're in much more control of that than you would be, for example, with Hellebuck, who could just be like eight years or I'm out. Uh, Hart, though, I just I have a lot of faith in him as a as a prospect, at, at least as I should say, as a guy that's going to be at least a pretty good goalie because he so he's a second round pick a couple of years ago. Not a lot of goalies, not not a lot of teams, I should say, take goalies that high anymore. He's a WHL guy, and he played there. Uh, to put it generously, he kind of played there forever uh, because he was a guy that kind of played right away as a young guy, and then also stayed two years after he was drafted. Well, so he gets drafted. His draft year, he's a nine eighteen in sixty three games. Uh, his draft plus one year, he's a nine twenty seven in fifty four games. Only forty one games in his uh, draft plus two year, but he had a 947 save percentage in the WHL. And I, I should say that a lot of people now think the WHL is the best developmental league, but just 947, he was saving basically 95% of, of goals. He had seven shutouts in 41 games, which is excellent. It's incredible. Just, just remarkable. Uh, he played only briefly in the AHL. He's one of the guys that we would say is kind of an exception He's basically the guy that's an exception when we talk about Levi not jumping up. There's no one else really recently that's like him because he comes up and is a backup for the Flyers or uh, kind of a starter, actually, in that 2018-19. He plays the first half of the year in the AHL in Lehigh Valley, but he comes to the Flyers and he's a 9-17. The next year in what's almost a full season, the year that got cut short because of COVID, he was a 9-14 and, of course, went on. He played for them in the playoffs. Uh, the weird division-only year that followed that, he was a disaster. He's an 877, which is one of the many reasons why we want to give support to Levi with someone who's a more veteran guy. But he's been solid since then. Not great, though. He's been a 905 and a 907 the last two years while taking on the primary load, 45 and 55 games. So he's exactly 100 starts the last two seasons at 906 save percentage. He, uh, just to put it lightly, has not had uh, a good defensive system in front of him. So the league average save percentage last year was 903 or 904. He's only a little bit above that, but he, I got to say, and I think you would agree, Brandon, he probably had far below league average uh, defense around him. With Rasmus Ristolainen? What do you mean? Yes, I didn't even I think would, about that, but very, yeah. <laughs> I would very strongly agree. Good Lord, man. Uh, so that that's part of the reason why I'm interested. I also just look at it as he's just, it's a flexible guy. You bring him in. He's young. I think you can trust him. I think he could be a starter for like three years. And then, so like after next season, he needs a contract. This contract can be three years, four years. I mean, unless he's great, he's not going to get an eight year deal. He's not, he's not going to be able to demand it. And in fact, he, he might want to be like betting on himself a little bit. Like, Hey, I'm going to be a free agent at some point when I'm still in my twenties. And then I'll really, really get paid. I don't know. I don't know exactly how that's going to shake out, but you have the flexibility to deal with it that way. Cause if you sign him, 
Or shit, you might trade him after this year. Who knows? Maybe Levi's ready. That's what I mean when it comes to flexibility. He's a guy you can, I don't know, I don't want to say you can trust, but you can moderately trust, right? Like he's he's been a solid NHL goalie for four of the five years he's been in the NHL, solid or better than solid. And theoretically, you wouldn't have to give up a crazy amount in trade, I wouldn't say. And you no. have a lot to give up anyway, if you do want to give that up. And I, I also should say this, even though no one wants to hear it. If he is basically, there's a chance that for three years, he could be either your 1A, your starter, or a guy that's attended with Levi. And that would be a totally normal development path for Levi. Yeah. He'd only be 24 wrong. at the end of that. Let me ask you And then you, you this, trade though. Carter Hart after it. Not that I don't think that there's a path forward with this, but I do think it's something that's at least worth considering. You would be trading him, I believe, in just about the same point that the Sabres had. or Well, it would have been a year prior, I guess, for when the Sabres had moved Reinhardt. But walking into a situation where he knows we have Levi here, he has one year left on his deal. He's an RFA at the end of next year. What if he only wants one year so that he could walk to being a UFA? So he's two years away from unrestricted free agency? I believe so, yes. Well, you can tack on a year if you want, like to whatever you're going to give him before, see if that works. Or, I mean, if not, then he only is here for two years. That's not the worst thing in the world either. It's not the best thing either. I mean, it's not – I wouldn't be thrilled about it, but that's not a bad worst-case scenario. Yeah, And if Levi is good enough, also, you could still trade him in that time period. Well, and I think you got to consider, too, that it really is just going to come down to acquisition costs. I mean, if if Phil, I, I guess I'll put it this way, given like the the stature of both the goalies and who they are. I know I had talked about being OK with giving up a first rounder for Connor Hellybuck. I am not so much OK with that when it comes to Carter Hart. Not that I think which first round pick, though. I would probably give up either, honestly, for Holly Buck, depending on what the rest of the deal looked like. I mean, Hart, like, let's say, would you? I don't want to give up one from. I'd give up seconds for him and like a prospect, but I don't want to give up a first. Even a twenty-four first? No. Wow. I I don't think a twenty-four first is going to be all that good, but I don't either. But again, like, I think just in terms of like the value of where that can go, otherwise, like. Well, we could also uh, an important part to say that to say about this is I, it's almost kind of a guarantee that UPL would have to be part of this deal, right? So you would be giving up UPL, and if it was like UPL, do we have the do we have the flyer second still? We do for this year. So if it's if it's before the draft that this trade were to come to fruition, we would have UPL the flyer second, which is top forty. I'm almost sure. Yep. And then you would have, I don't know, Rosine. Osland, someone of that caliber. Mm. That'd be good. We're gonna. I, have to I don't have know. A... I don't know if the Flyers would like that. I know fans always do this. They should like this trade, but of our prospects. But no, I don't want any of their prospects. Kind of deal. I I get it. Like right. I see a flyer. We saw. It kind of went mini flyer on Twitter yesterday. Flyer fans proposal for what the Sabers should give up uh, versus what what we would say there. Maybe a Flyers fans disgusted by me saying like this year's Flyer second. Uh, UPL and Rosine or Outsland. I mean, I don't know. Would you maybe rather maybe the fourth me... guy in there? So this, I, I think, <laughs> I'm gonna bring this up right now, and I want to actually like stop and maybe like think about this a little more before ha- like I think forming an opinion around it. Maybe we could do this next episode. 
what do you think is more valuable right now? Noah Osland, Isaac Rosine, or the 2024 first? The most valuable? Go most to least. Most Rosine. Osland in the pick is really where I'm kind of torn. Yeah, that's interesting. I don't, I don't I mean, want to move Rosine. You said Rosine, and I was like, ah, I don't know if I would want to do that in a goalie deal. I feel like if we're moving Rosine, I wanted that to be on like a bigger swing. I know it'd be so it'd be so easy to throw Olafson in this trade, but they don't need Olafson. Would they even want him unless they no. want to flip him themselves? Why? Because they could give that? him first line minutes and power play minutes. He'd probably, if he's not in one of his moods, he could. I don't know. Have. 25 to 30 goals theoretically if you give him enough but all i mean also he could just suck so i True. i don't know that's that'd be their risk to take uh, also i should say real quick that i was looking at money puck to get a better view of like you know since the flyers are terrible this year to isolate defense from goaltending his goal saved above expected was 15th in the league which is good all right um he's definitely not in the tier of elite guys like saros Almark, sorokin hellebuck shesterkin that's the top five vasilevsky sixth there's a weird group after that that he's part of, I would say. And mm-hmm. this is kind of team dependent. This is not a perfect stat. I I kind of learn more every year. It's not perfect. But Philip Gustafson, Jeremy Swayman, Georgiev, Samsonov, Korpisalo, Ottinger, Monsenbo, Jesus, Vimelka, Hart, and Kemper, that, that basic group. That's a weird group. I don't trust all those guys will be there, but I trust Carter Hart more than anyone except Ottinger in there, I think. And Georgiev, he plays for a good I don't I don't really yeah. I, I don't know what to say. All their goalies end up looking good when they go to Colorado. What do you no, say about right. that? Well, why don't we uh why don't we table this and we'll see what ends up happening in the coming days and the coming weeks as we're now only just a few weeks out from the draft. But Taylor, would we like to hear a word from our sponsors before we share the other big news of the day in Buffalo and wrap up for the day? Yep. Light the lamp during the hockey playoffs with DraftKings Sportsbook. New customers can make a $5 bet and score $200 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code THPN for the Hockey Podcast Network. That's code THPN, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Massachusetts, call 800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY at 467-369. In Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700 on behalf of Boot Hill Resort and Casino. It's 21 and over in most eligible states, but age will vary by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at Sportsbook.com slash DraftKings.com slash Hockey Teams. All right, folks, and our next sponsor is Thin Man Brewery. And wow, they got a lot of stuff coming up. Always interesting at Thin Man Brewery. First of all, I want to mention the Summer Solstice one more time because that is – uh, next Saturday, the June 17th. So if you're still interested, I believe tickets are still available. I think it's going to be a really good time. Brendan's performing there with his band. Uh, it goes from 12 to eight. So it's kind of an all day thing. And it's, it's a, basically a seventh birthday party for thin man. They'll be unveiling, uh, I believe their new beer summer solstice will be there or they might be unveiled already, but anyway, it'll be there. Uh, you get, you get so much to it. There's also VIP tickets available. If you're more interested in something like that. I mentioned that a few times. All that information is available at thinmanbrewery.com, which is also where you buy tickets. In a, as a reminder, it's like a little block party in front of the Thin Man on Elmwood. Uh, but also, before that, Monday at the Elmwood location, charcuterie and beer pairing workshop with custom charcuterie by April. So you buy a ticket. April brings the charcuterie. 
and Thin Man will provide the beer pairing. So you learn tips on building an immaculate charcuterie board, as well as pairing advice for beer, cheese, and meat. So if you're looking to feel like a real fancy adult, this is great. Monday night at Thin Man. The picture they put on Instagram looks fantastic. The, the uh, charcuterie they put together. So check that out. And also as a reminder, coming this Friday is the Tangerine Bliss Double IPA. There we go. Who does not love a little bit of tangerine beer? Hell yeah. That's right. And then one last thing, Go Skate Day is Wednesday, June 21st, the first day of summer at 166 Chandler. Uh, there's a skate jam on the loading dock with Moms, who also is doing a tea sour release, uh, and a handful of uh, other things, burgers and hot dogs on the patio. It's family friendly. Uh 21 and over people, people that can legally drink, uh, you can get your admission and your first drink for $15. Not a bad deal. And then under 21, they come in, come in for free. So tickets are available at eventbrite.com. Uh, that's all I got. You have anything else on Thin Man, Brendan? Buy those tickets for Summer Solstice. Come hang out. It's going to be a great time. Like we've been saying, my band Canadis is playing. There's so many other great bands performing. Uh, some friends of ours too, Johnny and the Man Kids and Cooler. Those guys are they're both of those bands are just absolutely awesome. So come hang out. It's gonna be a great time. We'll be chilling all day there, hanging out. And we all know the deal with uh Yvonne's stories. So that is on the table, everybody. Until we get this sponsorship rescinded for uh continuing to peddle this, we're gonna keep bringing it up. You heard that's her. right, that's right. People are also saying, Brendan, there's a secret performance to close out the show. Is it is it Matt Healy? That's what I heard. Matty Healy? Yeah, you know what? He's got a lot more free time these days. Uh, he just got out of a relationship. Um, oh, so, I didn't hear about that. Yeah, yeah. So he's uh, he was, you know, he was a little free. We sent him a text and he's going to be he's going to be joining us. It'll be great, though, because he'll be playing, but nobody will know what he's saying, like in half of the 1975 songs. So it's Tuesday, isn't it? <laughs> it's all in good fun right yeah just keep that like guy in, away uh, from podcasts <laughs> in um in beer fest remember beer fest when they play the british team in the drinking competition classic like, hey, you're off a coat no trousers you are that's what happens to me every that... time i go to banshee it's it's disgraceful <laughs> anyway let's so move gonna on. happen to you on uh on saturday the 17th after solstice well, or during things solstice. To to him. yeah during solstice well, well, how about the last cool news of the day for Buffalo here? Folks, it's been a just banner few weeks for Josh Allen. First, he's going out on dates with the new Hawkeye slash Spider-Woman. Now, oh, get the fuck out of here. What Hawkeye do you mean? Hawkeye Spider-Woman. Yes, she is. She is so many other things, too. Okay. She I was nominated she... for an Oscar when she Are was Are you trying 14. to tell me that I was not trying to undersell Haley Steinfeld, bro? We got to work. Did you on our see the new points. movie? It's really good. Yeah, I got to see it still. That was more of like a kudos to her. Are you kidding me? That's all. I mean, I know she's in other stuff, but I'm going to focus on the superhero stuff. I would accept Spider Verse. I'm not going to accept one of the two things you describe her as as being a bullshit TV show. No one liked. All right. How about Spider Woman <laughs> then? Is that good enough for you, Jesus? That's good enough. I'll take that. I'll take uh, her and Oscar nominated actress, uh, one of the youngest ever. All right. Shout out Haley Steinfeld. We love you. Okay. Jesus Christ. Apparently Anyways, for different reasons. <laughs> the other great news for Josh Allen, though, is that he's going to be on the cover of Madden 24, folks. We had talked about it a few weeks ago as it was initially teased. 
And the official announcement came out on Wednesday. Josh Allen is the cover athlete. And also in breaking news, the Madden curse no longer exists anymore. They put out a press release. The curse was like, yep, I'm done. It's over. I'm not going to try and stack up with Josh Allen. So we're all good. Nothing to worry about there. But on a real note, though, very exciting. This is, I think, one of probably like the coolest Buffalo-related pop culture things to happen, at least in our lifetimes. It's definitely up there. I mean... My God, having a Buffalo sports athlete on the cover of a major video game of either, I mean, hell, NHL or Madden, either way would have been amazing. But like the Madden cover athlete is a huge deal. It's it's very, very exciting. Josh now gets to share this title with the likes of superstars like Pat Mahomes, Tom Brady, and Peyton Hillis. I mean, it's, Vince it's, young. it's a huge, Vince Young, this is massive stuff. Some of the, the NFL's best, of course. Namely, Peyton Hillis and Vince Young, yes. But no, this is so exciting. I I feel like every single year I am in just like this never-ending battle about buying Madden to begin with, but when to buy it. Like, I feel like I'm constantly like, I'm going to just wait until like six months after it comes out so I could get it for like 30 bucks somewhere. But with this, I'm going to buy this. I want to get it. It's going to be a really cool thing to hang on to cool memory for all of us to have. And and obviously for Josh, like kudos to him. It's, it's so exciting. So Taylor share your thoughts on Josh Allen being named the Madden 24 cover athlete. It's exciting. And honestly, there's a lot of people out there that are worried about it. Really don't be, I was look. I'm look, right now looking through the recent cover athletes. Like none of these guys have gotten hurt in like 15 years. It's crazy. Like last year was the John Madden edition after his death, which was nice before those Mahomes and Brady. Those assholes never get hurt. Lamar Jackson, the year before that, uh, it just so happened this was a year where he didn't get hurt. He just got COVID in 2020. Uh, then Mahomes before that, like I said, he never gets hurt. Antonio Brown before his uh, whole you know ordeal, another Tom Brady one. Uh, Gronk, not one of the years Gronk got hurt. Like this is a lot of these guys. Like Beckham was on there before he got hurt. Richard Sherman. Like this has not been as common of a thing of right. like the Madden cover curse. It's really an aughts thing. I mean, go back and look at that that list of guys they basically all got hurt the season after yeah no so this is not something to worry about anymore honestly did you notice and, as a side note really quickly did you notice that there's like a graphic design mess up though that our pal jared halt who uh runs up uh the charging buffalo had pointed out if you look at the one where he's sitting in the stands and i'm i'm gonna apologize everybody because i'm so sorry that now you are not gonna be able to unsee this but i gotta do it because i feel like this should not be a thing if you go pull it up right now on your phone, Taylor, look at the one where he is in the crowd right now. Zoom in on his face mask and look at on the right side of his face mask. There is a random bard that's just like sticking out like that's looks like it's like pointing towards his mouth. Hmm, let me see. Do you see it's and it's definitely not supposed to be there. Stand by, folks. He's looking, he's pulling her up. Let's see how that could slip through the cracks is beyond me. Like there's no way that not, they can let that go and just like print that like that. No, I'm sure it won't be, but it's pretty bad that it came out this way. Like on social media, you see it. Oh yeah. What the hell? Right. I was shocked. It's like literally in the middle of the photo. <laughs> so weird. Yeah, no idea what that's all about. They put this through chat GPT. Oh my god! Uh, one that way. had AI design their uh, the new cover. Yeah, 
Josh has got like eight fingers. Gross. So, yeah, it's just really cool, though, that someone like on the bills of all teams matters this much. And it's still kind of surreal, even after this being a few years of it now, that the bills matter even a little bit. Like I remember a year where I'm pretty sure all their games are at 1 p.m. for a whole season. None mm-hmm. were even at like four. I don't remember what year that was, but I'm pretty sure that happened. Uh, it, even if it didn't like it, it was I could name like every night game from like 2003 to 2019 or so, because so many of them were at 1 p.m. When it was at like an 8 p.m. game, it was like, whoa, what the hell is this? Also, they were all pretty much all horrifically heartbreaking or really boring wins, one of the two. So to constantly be playing night games, to be at least in the divisional round every year, to have a guy that's like an MVP caliber guy, to be a place that, you know, it's one of the most talked about teams every offseason. And now to have a Madden cover athlete, it's insane. But absolutely wild. Also, yeah. speaking of other sports things, I mean, do you have any other thoughts you'd like to share on Josh being on Madden other than that it's fucking awesome? Uh, I haven't bought Madden in a while, and I don't have a system I can use it on, but I encourage all of you to buy it. Uh, good good advice. But to switch gears really quickly before we sign off, I think I'm going to, if you would like to join, which I'm assuming you would, MLS games next season are going to be hot. Lionel That's Messi right. is coming to the States playing in the it's... MLS. I, that is a, I mean, he could not have picked a worse time to announce that with everything going on, but yeah, that's, that is a, a fascinating story. Insane, dude. Yeah. Since I'm sure all of our listeners are sports fans, at least they like hockey. They probably have heard about the PGA stuff at the very least, uh, with Saudi oh, Arabia, God. like buying them. Well, that's an interesting thing that a tie in with Messi because Saudi Arabia at the same time has been trying to they've been luring over some of the best soccer players in the world to come play for uh their their league which is not even really comparable to the mls but with like insane money so they've gotten like not just nobody's like cristiano ronaldo plays in saudi arabia now Mm -hmm. uh kareem benzema who's a former like he won the ballon d'or for best player in the league he's won the world cup he's he's won everything there is to win he's 35 now as a 35 year old in soccer they gave him three years, $321 million to play there. And the rumor was, so Messi was playing in France last year, and he got suspended and eventually like, left the team. He's playing for the best team in France uh, because he left to go hang out in Saudi Arabia for a little while. So everyone assumed he was going to sign there. And the rumor is his potential contract was two years for a billion or something like that. And he's oh. instead he's at Inter-Miami playing for oh, David Beckham's my- old team. God. Or, sorry, not David Beckham's team. The team David Beckham owns, I should say. Wow. David Beckham played for the LA Galaxy. But yeah, so he's that. So that's wild. Yeah, it's it's kind of funny though. Like, like the U.S. the MLS has been known as a quote unquote retirement league because you know when when good European players get old, they're like, I right, I could just go over play. I could easily start in the U.S. Yeah. But Saudi Arabia is kind of taking that away, so it's it's good to see that. Uh, Messi is coming here and he's, I mean, there's so many MLS teams that are close to us, Brandon, yeah. there's Toronto, there's the New York teams. Uh, there's Cincinnati isn't crazy far away. Columbus, right? Columbus, the crew. Yeah. One of the oldest teams. So I got to see him somewhere next year. I'll go with Montreal you, is a team. Don't they? You tell me where and we'll go. Yeah, we got to, well, hopefully the schedule for next season will be out soon and we can figure that out. Sick. Very, very exciting stuff. 
All right, everybody. Well, thank you all so much for tuning into this episode of Straight Up Sabres presented by the Hockey Podcast Network and the Charging Buffalo. Make sure you're checking out both presenters of this podcast on their respective websites. Whatever streaming platform you're currently using to listen to this episode, make sure you're checking out all of our fellow shows. And make sure you're following both presenters of this podcast on social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, where you can also find us, Straight Up Sabres, Straight Sabres on Twitter. Also, wherever you are listening to this episode right now, before you exit out of the app, make sure you go and make sure you're following Straight Up Sabres or subscribing to us, whatever it may be, and leave us a nice little rating or review. We would very, very much appreciate it. Last but not least, make sure you're checking out both of the sponsors of this podcast, First DraftKings, and using that promo code THPN at checkout to take advantage of great deals. And Thin Man Brewery, get those tickets to Summer Solstice, everybody. We're looking forward to partying with you next Saturday. It's going to be a great, great time. You do not want to miss it. We'll be back with a brand new episode on Monday, everybody. Hope you have a great rest of your week and a great weekend. This has been Straight Up Sabres. 